The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. Professor Teo Ying joins me now. He's the Dean of NUS's Sosuihok School of Public Health. Welcome back to the show, Professor. Professor, what's your take on these precautionary measures? Fingers crossed, but it seems we're at an advantage by acting faster this time around before the COVID-19 situation could escalate. Thank you for having me back. So we've heard that Singapore has now put in place additional measures to ensure that we can promptly detect any incoming travellers who have been infected and then to isolate them fast. So all of these new measures must sound like a dampener, especially during the festive holiday seasons when people are planning their travels, perhaps already booked their air tickets. But I think this is really meant to buy Singapore some time to delay the arrival of the new variant and to slow down, if not to completely prevent any subsequent circulation in the community. Now, the reason why we need to buy ourselves some time is to allow the global scientific community to better understand what is the impact that the Omicron variant will have. Because presently, there are three major unknowns with the new variant. The first is that whether it is truly more infectious than the Delta variant. The second, does it increase the risk of severe disease and death for people infected with it? And finally, which I think is the most important, is does it thwart or, or hamper the protection of the current vaccines that the world is using? I think we need to find the answers to these three questions for us to decide whether Singapore is able to proceed with our plan to treat COVID-19 as an endemic disease, or whether we need to return to square one and start making new plans. And I think precisely because the world does not have these answers right now, Singapore, just like with many other countries, have decided to take a cautious approach and to reinstate some of the border control measures and community surveillance, including contact tracing at this point in time. Professor, Minister Ong mentioned earlier on the Delta variant took three to four months to become the predominant strain around the world. Help us understand, what will it take for Omicron to overtake Delta as the predominant variant? I guess it really depends on whether Omicron is going to be even more infectious than the Delta variant. Remember that the Delta variant is about two to five times more contagious as the virus that first emerged in 2020, in January 2020. And it was this increased transmissibility facilitated by the global movement of people since countries were opening up their borders to permit travel that allowed Delta to travel to different parts of the world so quickly and then to take root and circulate widely in the local communities. With Delta, there was almost a perfect combination of shortened incubation period, higher viral load, better ability to bind to human cells, together with what we talk about, the social condition of international travel being permitted again in the first six months of this year that allowed Delta to become the dominant strain worldwide. The question now, therefore, is whether Omicron will have the same characteristics or perhaps be even stronger such as even higher viral load in an infected person, even better ability to bind to human cells. I think, but fundamentally, it will still come back to how freely and quickly people are allowed to move in, in different parts of the world that will determine whether and how fast any new variant will travel and be found in different parts of the world. In the event uh, a micron variant does become the predominant strain, 
Just as we're on the cusp of opening up domestically and globally, Professor, is it all doom and gloom? Well, I think at the end of the day, it still comes back to whether the existing vaccines continue to protect against disease and death, even with the Omicron variant. There were initially some anecdotal reports that people infected with the Omicron variant appeared to actually have less severe symptoms, despite the fact that it can spread better. I think it is important to highlight at this point in time that all of these reports need confirmation, meaning we, we need to properly understand whether people infected with the Omicron variant face the same risk of experiencing severe symptoms as what we currently have with the Delta variant. And we need to understand this properly for people in the different age groups, whether they've been vaccinated or not, and for people with a different range of underlying medical conditions. All of these are currently unknown, and that's why it's important to treat Omicron variant with a degree of caution. I think worldwide, we have seen many governments react very quickly this time to now restrict international travel, actually much to the dismay of the affected African countries and also to WHO. But there is usually a hierarchy to measures being implemented. First, we think about restricting travel to and from the countries that have been affected. Second, when we realize that this specific restrictions are not working and Omicron is spreading very fast across the world, then we escalate to the second level, which is restrict all unnecessary international travel in order to prevent or slow down Omicron entering Singapore. Third, if we realize that even with international travel restrictions, we are unable to keep Omicron out of Singapore and we start to see now this circulating widely in our community in Singapore, then we start to implement strict measures locally in order to minimize people interactions, to minimize further spread. So that's why at this point in time, I think Singapore, we have put in place the first measure, restricting travel to and from affected countries. Whether we need to escalate to the second measure of restricting even more countries or all unnecessary international travel, I think this depends on what happens over the next two weeks. But at least I think we shouldn't need to panic unnecessarily or worry that there will be new restrictions announced locally. Because at this stage, Omicron is thankfully not in Singapore yet. And even when there are a few incoming travellers found with it eventually, this will happen eventually, it is important to stress that it isn't circulating widely in our community yet. So definitely, we need to monitor the situation globally. But locally, we don't need to panic and reintroduce tighter restrictions locally at this point in time. Professor, thank you so much for your time and perspectives. Uh, Professor Teo Ying here, Dean of the Saw Sui Hock School of Public Health.